The views and opinions expressed in the Golden Boot Podcast are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Golden Boot Podcast as a whole. Y'all ready to get rolling? Quiet on the set. Hey, welcome back. Another hot episode. HBCU Hour with your boy Pooh Bell. Got my man Ant Petty Murphy in the building. What's good with you, my boy? You're on mute. Mm. Players mess, mess, mess up, up too. Players <laughs> mess up too. You know. Uh, now I'm just watching this game, man. Major turn of events. Major turn. I appreciate of it. I got the under. Oh, okay. Appreciate that. What's good, Dave? I ain't seen Dave in a minute. I know he be busy. Watching on the back end. That's all good. What's good with you, though? Uh, man, we got a good one tonight, man. Got our, got a, got the guy, our West Coast Connection. Um, now that I'm older, I would have said something like, he out there sea walking, but I ain't going to say that because I know what that means now. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my bad. <laughs> but man, we got the West Coast connection, Mr. Kelly Flicks in the building, man. Uh the guru. That's a long kick. Man, he made it. At that much too. He made it. I take that. It's better. I take that three. That's better than seven before the half. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, but uh got a good one. Man, listen, I talked a little bit about it before the game. Proud dad moment, man. Proud dad moment. Was at practice tonight. And um young deal was out there playing that cornerback, was on defense. Actually, it started off on offense. We uh coaches, it knows you don't know. I helped coach a uh my son's coach Dylan's seven U team. Uh we practiced against eight U tonight. And uh the first two times we scrimmaged against AU, uh, we did not move the ball on offense at all. As a matter of fact, we only got one clean snap off. Tonight we was moving the ball. So Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dylan got a reverse and was taking up uh taking it out to the outside. I said, cut upfield. And he hit a cut so quick and was going upfield. And on the way, the DN, the tackle left his block. Left the DN and the tackle made the the, the DN made the tackle. He was finna he was finna house it. He had already beat the corner. He had already uh shook the corner. He was taking it to the house, but he got tackled. Uh, then he went out there on cor- on defense on cornerback. First play they ran his way. Uh, he dove at the at the guy's feet and missed him. You know what I'm saying? So hey, quit because he been doing it all week. Quit diving at their feet. Get closer. So you you know what I'm saying then you can you know what I'm saying wrap them legs up get in you know next play came 
got this kid on the team on the, uh, on the AU team that's uh hefty. I'll say it like that. That's probably the nice way. He's a hefty young man. And uh, this hefty young man ran at Dylan. And Dylan wasn't scared of it. He went up and he made the tackle. Well, the tackle made Dylan. Dylan got, you know what I'm saying? He was, he was, you know what I'm saying, grabbing his head and he was visibly red, a little red under the in that visor. And I knew what was going on. He got on one knee. I just said, breathe breathe it's gonna be all right breathe coach came the head coach came over there so what happened i said yeah he got you know what i'm saying the guy knee hit him in the head you know what i'm saying you know a little you no know, he said let me how many fingers i'm holding up say dylan can't count that that don't work <laughs> that, don't, that, that concussion test don't work <laughs> you can't you can't you can't ask little kids to count and they don't know how to count um but i tell you what dylan got up he ain't missed another tackle the rest of practice man that's what's up, but uh, yeah, lockdown <laughs> over there. Huh? I'm still laughing because he was he was holding up fingers, did a little calling it out. But I was like, yeah, yeah, I mean, can't count, coach. I mean, he guessing, he guessing right now, coach. I can tell you, he guessing, he getting them right, but. <laughs> I was just trying to tell, I was trying to tell Dylan mom the story, and all she heard was he got hurt. So I had, to, I just said, you know what, forget it, I'm gone. Yeah, got a show to do. What you mean, my baby got hurt? All right, gotta go, gotta go. Dylan was like, but mama, I made the tackle. She said, I don't care about all that. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, all right, man, let's go ahead and get to it. The people tired of my foolishness anyway. Um, I ain't as funny as Coach Mangle. So that guy there. Hilarious. Hilarious. If y'all hadn't seen, uh, I thought about putting it on here and playing it. Um, I should have put you it should. on here. Matter of fact, I'm gonna get it on here. I'm gonna get it while we get ready to introduce our our brethren. Get it on here. Um, but yeah, Coach Mangle, uh, we we played the clip where we talked to him at um at SWAT Media Day. And uh, he told us about which spade part, who he'll choose to be his spade part. Ah, I can't, they won't let me do it. Who he choose to be his spade partner. Um, matter of fact, I know how we can do it. I know how we can do it. We're going to play this thing. Uh, but let's first, let's go ahead and get to our sponsors over at BetOnline. BetOnline.ag, we'll be back in one minute. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your sports information, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds, lines, and player injury reports for this year's NBA and NHL playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters. This season, we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. We have everything from NBA, NFL, MLB, and NHL to golf, tennis, UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from your home. Head on over to BetOnline.ag today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use the promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey, we got our guy in the building, Kelly Flicks. Welcome back, HBCU. Man, what's good with you? 
Man, what's the deal? Good to be back, fellas. It's a very exciting week of college football. Yes, sir. Good. Good to have you back, man. Now I'm doing like 30 different things over here. My bad. My bad, fellas. Flicks. Uh, man, I, I don't know if you saw. Hold on, I got it ready. Let me go ahead. It's Coach Maynard and his. Uh oh, that ain't what I'm trying to do. Hold on. I'm going to get it right. Here we go. All right, here we go. Coach Maynard, uh, now let me know if y'all can hear it. I think it's, uh, yeah, here we go. Oh, I got one last one for you. You might get this fight. <laughs> of all the swag coaches, mm-hmm. who would you pick to be your favorite part? Out of all the swag coaches, <laughs> be my favorite partner. Okay. Hey, not really. Not really, because he went to Clemson. He ain't played. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Eddie Robinson, he ain't. I ain't I'm not being Eddie. Eddie. Eddie too quiet. You know, you got to yeah. smack yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, there, you there you go. There you go. I got you. <laughs> Man, I couldn't pick Eddie. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let me see. Uh, he, he ain't played no spades. Man, he be talking about placing Jim Rummy or something. I don't know. Uh, let me see. Uh, who else? Uh, what about Coach Dooley? It's too cute to play space, That's true. That's, you know that's true. That's true. So it looked like it looked like you uh, ain't gonna. I'm, 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 I might have to go with uh. I'm gonna have to go with TC, man. I'm gonna take TC. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. And we and we gonna just run the table on everybody. Let me ask you, you gonna run Boston? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you expect anything else from Coach Maynard? He talked about that. I'm asking him a question. I said, I bet he said he's going to run Boston. Of course. <laughs> I'm not giving him nothing. I'm not giving him nothing, huh, Coach? <laughs> and the game, too. When you run Boston. Back to back sets of Boston. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's that? That dude was hilarious. Footage. That's a yeah, man. I ain't never seen that one. Yeah, that was from Swag oh. Media Day, man. We got we got a bunch of Swag Media oh. Day stuff that we've been trying to um, <laughs> get out, man. As you can tell, man, the audio in the because of the room and stuff and how we had it set up, the audio was kind of off, man. Yeah. Coach Maynard, hilarious, funny, man. hilarious. It do funny. Yeah, but Flicks, man, gym, we. Man. We we got you on here, man. We got some uh, we got some games. You get you get to see the HBCU game out your way this week. Well, it's not HBCU. Yeah, I do. Game. I do. You know, I get like one a year. You know what I mean? So this year we got Central at UCLA. That's gonna be a good one. I can't wait to talk about that. We got a quarterback. You know, fourth year guy, fifth year guy going up against a freshman. It's a big matchup. Yeah. Uh, let's let's start though. Actually, um, UCLA. Is Dante Moore going to be the starting quarterback? He's a guy. I think he's a guy now. Uh, the first two games, they were kind of doing a round-robin situation. Uh, Ethan Garber started at the beginning, uh, also rotated with Dante Moore. And then uh, they had, uh, even Chip Kelly promised to get Colin, I believe, so some reps. So all through the San Diego State game, they kind of did like a round-robin thing. But uh, Dante Moore ended up being the guy for the majority of the game. So I think moving forward is the Dante Moore era. Throughout the training camp, it was a big battle. UCLA had a very big battle, quarterback battle. Went back and forth, and, and Dante Moore didn't win it, right? But throughout the season and in game time, he's shown to be like a gamer out there, very poised, 
Uh, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Jay Daniels. Uh, talking about size, stature, and how he plays more as a pocket passer rather than a dual threat guy. So uh, he's an interesting prospect, and he's really young. Right, so he don't have much film to go off of. Right, but he doesn't make very many mistakes though, and that's what kind of concerns me in the central game. Uh, I do think Central has a lot of things going for them. Right, they run the ball very well. Uh, but that's going to go up against a very strong UCLA front seven, right? They got that lot two out there, all-American edge, right? To go with uh, pretty much four or five other uh, Pac-12 preseason All-Americans. So uh, it's going to be a great game. I think in the first half it'll be close, you know, low for blow, kind of like a smash-mouth type of affair. But I think in the second half, though, if Central can't throw the ball, that's it. I, th- I think uh, UCLA might run away within the second half of Davis Richard can't get things going through the air against the, some UCLA DBs that are really unproven at this point, even though they're older guys. I mean, what we saw out of uh, Coast Carolina gives me a little hope right. about a, that Central Mike can, you know, do some things. Um, and I think that was the game that, I, in my opinion, Dante Moore won the the starting job. Uh, yeah, I, I – I don't know. I, I thought, you know, after that game, he should have been. But game two, then they, they came by and did the whole quarterback rotation thing again, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, they did. They still gave the other guys a chance. I think in part of it is Chip Kelly's been coaching a lot of these guys. They've all been behind uh, a guy named DTR for the past, like, six right. years. So I think he wanted to give a real fair chance to everybody and give everybody a shout out there on the field. But I think at the end of the day, Dante Moore stood out the most. And then we look at him. He's a freshman. You know, if, who better to restart your program with than with a freshman that's like a five-star? Yeah. The kid was well, yeah, highly recruited coming out of Michigan. The kid can play. And that first game, I know they started Ethan, but he threw two interceptions, bring Dante in. He throws an interception. But he, like you said, he looks better on in, in the game situations than Ethan does. So I think if you chip, you kind of got to go ahead and just – Deal with the ups and downs that comes with starting a freshman quarterback, but you got to push the most talented guy on the field. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a great game. What I will say, I mean, the early betting lines on it, it's pretty crazy. They got UCLA by 44 points right now, uh, and they got the over-under at 54. So they got it looking like a 44 to 10 type of thing. Yeah. I'm a t- I'm I'm leaning towards uh, in North Carolina Central plus the 44. <laughs> Plus the 44 and the over. Um, right. Because uh, one thing I do know, uh, a Trey Oliver coach team is not going to come out there and lay down. Um, they're going to put up a fight, and they're going to put up points. Um, so I actually, and I think I said it, mentioned it. Was that last night? I think it was last night. I, this might be more like that South Alabama game that UCLA had last year. Oh, that was tricky. Yeah. It was very tricky. Yeah. So, I, I, I think it's it's, it's going to be all on Davis Richards' arm, right? Can can he get it done through the through the air? And, and he's proven in years past, but this year up to now, we haven't seen it yet. You know, the Winston Salem and North Carolina and T both wins, but he didn't have to do much with arm. I think in this game, it's going to be all of Davis Richards. We're going to have to see a great performance if they're going to have to go pound for pound with UCLA. Yeah, um, I have it on good authority from our uh, North Carolina Central insider. Uh, Josh Sims Senior. Um, uh, them uh, Central not showing much is by design with the teams mm. they played thus far. Uh, they didn't want to put a lot on tape, and that's why you know it's 
it, it, they've looked at how they have looked this year. So I, I, that that was from him. Um, we'll see. I, hmm. I got faith that Central will put up a, a really good fight. Yeah, go ahead. Ant. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. But I think uh, their game plan is going to be to to make it ugly. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? With the new rules, with their running game, they're going to try to, to control the time of possession, keep UCLA off the field. But I don't know if you can sustain that over four quarters without having some explosive plays in, mixed in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think uh, even to the point that, you know, the team may not be trying to use the entire playbook up this early. Uh, when you're wondering, like, about trying to win against UCLA, right? Are you going to throw the kitchen sink at UCLA or are you going to just box it in at some point and say, all right, we just give you all that and that's it. We'll move on. We'll get out of this healthy. So uh, when it comes kind of like upsets, you kind of got to go all or nothing, accept the risk with it, you know, take injuries, take uh, the fact that a lot of your playbook is going to be out there to get the win. But I think it's all about how competitive you are in the second quarter, right? I think here we've seen a lot, especially HBC versus uh, Power Five or Group of Five. First quarter doing very well. We saw that with Tennessee State and, and Notre Dame. Uh, you even see it a lot with the first half of FAMU and USF. But around that second quarter is a decider whether the team is going to stick around or they're going to lay down. So yeah. I think that's going to be a big decider in this game. Yeah, I think, I mean, like you said, UAPB versus uh, Tulsa, they got mm-hmm. out, got yeah. up early, you know what I'm saying, in that game, made some, got some turnovers, made some plays. Then that second quarter they started kind of starting to lose control, and the next thing you know they're down four. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, – Morgan State defense can go out there with North Carolina Central offense. Ooh. This might be the biggest upset we could <laughs> we we've ever seen. <laughs> uh, but since that's not gonna happen, um, I do look forward to seeing you know what I'm saying how this game plays out. Uh, what time is that game? I don't even know. Yeah, that's um, uh, but I believe it's gonna be two o'clock uh, Pacific. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be I'll be there. I'll be reporting on and everything. Keep you up to date with what's going on. Hopefully, we get a big performance out of Davies. This is like a tryout, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, hey, shout yeah. out to the chat. Uh, I don't want to forget y'all over there. Uh, our man Renard mm-hmm. over at Down South Football Podcast. Shout out to Kevin oh, yeah. Dix. He hooked me up with some info earlier. Um, Jay White says, Swat football, good games this weekend. Oh, good game this weekend. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, hmm. That's actually. Willie Bolden says Sanders' success will make this game Richard's third and final interview for the NFL for the for the NFL job. Hmm. Okay, he's got a season though. He got to finish the season. We'll see how this season looks. But uh, hey, good performance here helps helps a lot. Chris been studying. Chris been studying. He said. <laughs> Central need to put the ball in Davis Rashard's <laughs> hands and let him work. Chris, I am so proud of you. I am y'all just don't know. My man. Yes, that's true. I agree. Him and him and um call you gonna be they're gonna leave oh, him yeah. a lot. All right. Uh next game on the docket is also a uh HBCU versus uh versus FBS Jackson State. At Texas State, what are we feeling like on this one, fellas? 
we gonna need to see a lot out. We just talked about the quarterback play for for Central. The quarterback play for Jackson gonna have to come up, come with it if they're gonna try to keep up with what Texas State been doing offensively. With uh, the transfer quarterback T.J. Finley, they already knocked off Baylor. They've been putting up big points, and they, they offense is. What you got? I I was I did not realize that's what T.J. was. Yep. Yeah, but they um. Yeah, they got like a high-powered offense over there, but they Jackson State going. I know that we know they got a running game. We've seen that. Can that quarterback play come match that running back play? Can they put up the points needed to um to go in and beat Texas State? Yeah, that's gonna be a big one. Um, I I want to see if um, which Jackson State defense shows up. Because we know, yeah, um, the defense we saw against uh, South Carolina State. At that point, I was thinking, you know, Willie Simmons might be in trouble, and then we saw that defense take on um, FAMU, and was like, maybe not, you know. <laughs> so yeah. I think that this is actually is the defense. Another thing area that uh, I think Jackson State. Is gonna make or break them special teams, cause that's where they've been getting beat, um, the last few games, the last two games. Um, that's how fam, you got the early lead on them, uh, and although Southern lost, Southern made some plays on special teams to set themselves up in some, you know, saying some very favorable uh, field position. So, yeah, uh, chiming in, we're still going to Texas State, Jackson State, right? I yeah, like yeah, yeah, man. Uh, so Texas State, they're uh, 16 point favorites. Over under is like 48 points right now. Uh, I think 16 points is a little modest, man. I think Texas State might really jump out and get on them. Uh, one thing about Texas State, they don't play much defense, but their offense is like really high powered. Yeah. They take a lot of shots. It's gonna put a lot of pressure on this Jackson State defense very early. So I, I think we'll we'll figure out what type of game this is after the first two or three possessions back and forth. But uh, one thing for certain, Jackson State's got offense that's got to go like from the jumps. We, we talk about start up and go because uh, Texas State, this offense is, is super high powered. And uh, GJ, the, the coach there, the head coach, is known for these high powered offenses, right? He mm-hmm. did that at oh, yeah. Word. He's done it at uh, his offense coordinator down at uh, Washington State also. So, what, what he's done, he's brought it around all through the nation and bringing it back to this Texas State team where they had one of the top recruiting classes. So they're a really dangerous team. You know, I think uh, when Jack State scheduled them, like, you know, three years ago, they didn't think that Texas State would be this good, but here we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Dave said Kelly Flicks looks like a high school senior. He's going to be 50 and look 27. <laughs> hey, I hope. <laughs> I mean, so you, out, you out here living like for real. <laughs> drinking, drinking baby blood. I like that. Just drink some water. That's all it is. Just drink water. Oh, boy. Uh, man. Oh, boy. Uh, man. So I got, I got a game that I really think is um. What I say it really? It's not. It's not a. It's it's if FCS FCS. Um, Townsend at Morgan State. Give me Morgan in that defense. Give me Morgan. Morgan State has only allowed their defense is only allowed. Um, ten points in in two games. Their defense. Now they yeah. the offense gave up 
14 points last game, but the defense is only giving up 10 points. Yeah. I mean, that defense legit, man. We already know that they, you know, multiple needs Williams watch list guys. We know what they got on up front. I mean, there's, the back, there's not really, yeah, there's really not a weakness on that defense, man. I mean, every level's got got guys who are potential to be FCS All American caliber type guys. I mean, it's it's gonna be hard to score on that defense, no matter who you are. We've seen that from FBS opponents. We've seen that from a high power Richmond offense. Even you know, even if people said they were overranked, but we still know what Richmond is known for offensively. Yeah, right. Um, uh, yeah, with this, with the, uh, I'll chime in with the, with the thousand. It's, it's gonna be a really good game, right? And uh, some people at HBC nightly were joking about like the referee and saying you know, it's the battle of Baltimore, Greater Baltimore now. And I think that stuff is yeah. like, funny, but. It's also Morgan State is, is thirsty for another win, right? They should have oh, yeah. beat Akron this past weekend. They lost mm-hmm. the, the last possession of the game with 30 seconds to go. They fumbled it into a touchdown, which led to the loss. So I think this week uh, Morgan State offensively has a new discipline, right? And and they come out looking like a, a team that's going to take care of the ball. And honestly, uh, we're going to see a better – a more effective Morgan offense this week. I think they have something to prove now. Like they understand that that loss was on them, right? The defense did a great job. Jordan Toes catches the interception at the end of the game with two minutes to go to, to seal it, right? So I think that with this Morgan State team, they're going to come out against Towson with, with a new will to win. And, and honestly, something to prove, right? We, we all think like, oh, maybe just same old Morgan. I know they probably hate that, right? And they're trying to break that stigma. So I think part of breaking that stigma is going out and putting hands on Towson. Yeah. I um I really do think that um and we we when we talked with you last time, Flicks, I uh I said that Morgan State was the uh second best team in the MIAC. Um or I think that I believe that they'll finish second in the MIAC. I really do think that now, um, even after seeing how impressive Howard has looked, um I think Morgan State might be Central's biggest challenge outside of the UCLA game. They might be their biggest challenge on the season. I mean, I could see that part of part of what I what I like about Howard and Howard's team is their offense, right? I think that's what really makes teams top twenty-five type team really gives you a chance to make a push in the playoff. If Morgan State can at least show me a decent offense. The offense that's going to control the ball because they have great running backs. Right? They have a, a, like a stable of running back there. If they can just hold on to the ball, you know, uh, throw when they have to, uh, look more like a, a Virginia Union style offense where you just sit behind your blockers and let's just do this thing. Right now, I think the Morgan State offense takes too many chances and too many, too many risks with such a good defense, right? And it puts their defense in bad situations at times because they're almost relying on uh, like surprise plays or big plays to set off this offense where in all honesty, you don't have that many explosive players. I think the Morgan State has to be a little honest with uh, how their offense is. You don't have very many explosive players play to your mm-hmm. strengths, right? If, if that's, if that's holding on to the rock, milking the clock, winning common possession game to game, then okay, let's do that. But I think offensively, like BT Sherman is a great offensive coordinator. I think he'll get to this, but if, if, their offense doesn't improve. It's like, well, what's what is it for, right? <laughs> Our defense is going to be out here 
they're going to score all the points, you know, and it's kind of going to resemble Alabama State last year, right, closer to a 6-5 and five mm. team just because the offense fails to uh, honestly hold on to the rock. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that. I, yeah. Um, this next game is uh, D2, D1, and it's probably the D2 Giant, I mean the D1 Giant Slayer or the Swag Giant Slayer. <laughs> Miles <laughs> versus <Really>? UAPB. <sighs> I think we got another one on our hands, fellas. Yeah. I, think I want to have faith in UABP, UAP, UAPB, because one, Coach Hampton, his the energy um, he exudes, uh, that's going to be another exclusive that's going to drop soon. Uh, uh, Coach Hampton and the, yeah, right, you know, the right, energy right. he exudes, the, um, the way that team looked against Tulsa, um, I expected a better showing coming out against Tennessee State, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Left a lot to be desired. It like, they went down zero to seventeen. Yeah. yeah, it felt like they got they got themselves worked up and, and you know what I'm saying to play against Tulsa, but not the same to go against um, hey, I know, all I know is they better be up for miles because we've seen what miles will do if you go in the <laughs> You go in there uh, sleeping on them. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this, Ant, because I asked the question Monday about coaching and stuff. Um, it might not be the coaching that I'm thinking about. And I was going to say maybe it's the defense, but it ain't that because Tuskegee and Fort Valley State had a, a – it was a back-and-forth battle. Um, I, I don't know what it is about the SIAC. It's that – I mean, maybe it's what we it's talked fun. about, you know what I'm saying? There's that no talent gap ain't in, hey. bingo. Ain't no that difference in the players, bro. Yeah. Yeah, now talent gap is shrinking smaller and smaller. And what I will say, what the big biggest difference has been throughout the, the years is really the coaching staff size like size. Like, uh, your average yeah. SIC coaching staff is like five coaches. Like literally, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Maybe mm-hmm. like uh what, what what was one of my homies told me uh that last year one of the SIC schools only had like one full time assistant. Right, it was like breaking the salary down like that, you know, just wow. to get staff with them. So uh, the the main difference is, you know, having the coaches be able to install new plays to all your players, you know, what I mean, effectively and install big amounts of plays week to week in order to install new game plans to win games. That's the biggest difference. So we kind of see in the SIC playoffs, but in these these one off games, I think that some of the SWAC teams take the SIC teams a little lightly. That's what I honestly think it is. And I think that some of the swag schools like they can come out and be vanilla and they'll just work because they're out talent their opponent. When in fact, uh, you know, everything ain't so ain't so clean for them, right? Their offices isn't all together, right? I saw that with Bama State. So this week, right, you got a uh, this this UAPB team, man. I mean, they're three and a half favorites right now. <laughs> so uh I I'll take I'll take Miles. I'll take Miles in the ball control game. I think that UAPB has to show that they can score the ball. Right. They had a hard yeah. time getting the ball in the end zone last game. They, they kind of like rushed it at the end. And, and I don't I ain't gonna lie, right? Alonzo Hampton, he's a good motivator. So maybe he motivated those guys in the fourth quarter, third quarter, and got them going. But if you aren't motivated to whoop on this division two team this weekend, they're gonna get you. That's what I think Miles will do. Yep. Mm. I hate to see it, but 
I mean, the Swag might have two more losses to Division Two schools after this weekend, man. Yeah, not two more. God. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the other one. Mississippi Valley versus Delta State. I'll I, 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 I tell you this. I, I'm very high on what Coach Wade is doing and, and building at uh, at Valley. But I think his, you know, his help is uh, in there yet. I think it's, it's a uh, – I think his help is uh, in this recruiting class he's putting together right now. Yeah. Well, he comes from Delta State, so he knows who and what Delta State are, and he knows what to expect. And, I mean, he knows the tradition of Delta State, man. They ain't no slouch D2 program, bro. They they got history. They got tradition. And they what they favored by Flicks, 20, 22 points, something like that. Twenty what? Points. They're not doing twenty four. Twenty four. See, man. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Oh man, oh. I just feel bad about that. I feel bad about that because, like I said, we I, need to I have like a conversation. We need to have the conversation, like serious conversation about. How you know how we talk about swag versus me at which conference? Mm-hmm. The SIAC gonna have a winning record versus the swag. Mm. Shame on him. No but way I, they let that happen. I mean, shout out to, uh, I mean, shout out to I mean, am I wrong? Shout it's, out to D2 HBCU because he's been preaching I, this. It's two and two right now. and Y'all, Is it two and two? I thought saying, it was more than that. I thought it was been more than that. I'm just saying, just the SAC. This, oh, okay. Well, let's see. Uh, Central State, Miles, um, Lane. Alabama, and they'll beat Lane. Um, and then Savannah State. And Bethune Cook. Oh, but they'll be. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So if you, and if y'all saying Miles going to win this weekend, that's a winning record. That's three and two. Now that is uh this I mean th- this would be a, another bad loss for Mississippi Valley. Like if you're Coach Kendrick Way and you're trying to increase or improve the Mississippi Valley brand, I mean this you're working against yourself right now, right? You got two gimme games at the beginning of the season, two division two matchups. It doesn't get any easier than these two games. This is it, right? If you had a winnable game, this is it. So looking forward into Mississippi Valley season, I'm worried. I'm be I'm honest, like I, I'm worried about how they're gonna look like this might we could be looking at an offer. I'm gonna be real. We could be looking at an offer. When you look at a team that can't get things going early, and they're gonna try to figure out things in the, in the middle of the season against a, a very tough divisional schedule, right? We haven't touched the Jackson State or, or FAMU, right? We haven't even touched the Alabama A&M yet. So when you look at this Mississippi Valley team, I thought these were the games where Kendrick Wade shows this is how I coach. This is my style. Like I don't think Mississippi Valley even has found their style offensively or defensively. Right. I don't know their new identity. And it yeah. used to be, you know, we're, we're this blue collar team that's going to play with, against you for four quarters and play good defense. Right. No matter the size, no matter the team. But this new offense, 
I think because we have the rotation at quarterback, right? We start with Dino, and then sometimes we throw Jamari Jones in there, and then sometimes we throw the freshman in there. I think we don't see a true identity from their offense. And if they can't find their identity against uh, this Delta State team, man, it could get ugly fast. Yeah. Uh, what up, Jay White? Jay White says, uh, and M still plays uh, Tuskegee. I forgot. Um, so they Watch do out. play. They do play Tuskegee. Give me Skeegee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing. Listen, I got. I, I put it like that. That's gonna be a battle, and I. I hope to be in the scene. And them. Right. And them. Uh, personnel. <laughs> I let your boy ain't gonna win. I submitted my papers. Need, need, need that need that word, but uh, yeah. And that game is going to be. Which here here's the craziest part about it. I've been saying, and and people might get mad, fam, or especially FAMU fans might get mad. I keep saying that I think I think and I'm gonna because they got FAMU at home. Um, it's in November. I was like, I think AM could get FAMU. But when it comes to Tuskegee, I'm like, I'm a little nervous about that game. I'm more nervous about AM taking on Skeegee than I am. I know it sounds crazy, but that sounds crazy, fam. I mean, it could be a track game. But I get what you're saying, though. It could be a track. I agree with it. I mean, I think Skeegee could take them because part of it is, all right, th that point in the season last year, Skeegee was getting ready for SIC championship. Right, so this is one of the best teams in visual football ranks. Right, so they're not they're playing a formidable opponent late in the season, a team that understands their identity. If you let them start to get things going, this goes okay. Well, now we're in a fight, and you don't want to be with you want to be in a fight with Tuskegee late in the season like that. So, uh, hey, I mean, maybe Alabama A&M looks that much better than them up until that point in the season, and we get there, and I go, yeah, Tuskegee don't have it. Right, but right now though, hey man, oh, Tuskegee looks good. But at at the end of the day, Skeega also get the uh, take on uh, Alabama State. So, at they got the, them all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that 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 record might not be so even. Um, but speaking of AM, AM takes on the fighting ascots. Oh my god, Coach Dooley and the boys down in the Baton Rouge. What team found out that who their quarterback is? You said they did. Hey, one team did. A &M. Oh, yeah. Listen, somebody <laughs> I ain't gonna say somebody. I was saying, I think because now me talking about Magic City when I was saying I got AM in the Magic City because I think Maine will get the quarterback decision right before Eddie. Don't look so crazy now, do I? Now I never would have thought I'd been saying Maine will get the quarterback decision right before Dooley. I mean, I thought, the question well, is, who gonna get the quarterback situation right between Dooley and Erod? That's the question. At least Erod got it right for one game. Did he? Uh, that's he tough did for that game. For the for the first game. But I don't know. I, I mean, what say 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 both teams ride out with those quarterbacks the rest of the season, right? We've seen Dooley do it. We've seen Erod yeah. do it. Exactly. It's a tough question. <clears throat> I, um, I got um. Well, I say I got. 
what are we looking for in this A and M Southern matchup, though? Mm. I need the I need the Southern offense to wake up. That's what I say. I need I need the Southern offense to wake up, right? And I don't think that they will, right? But I think they have to if they're going to win this game. If we're looking at a Southern team that's supposed to be the old Southern, a Southern team that was just fighting for a SWAC championship, then I need to see a Southern offense that can score points. Right. Defensively, they didn't look too bad last week. I think at, at times the offense has kept putting them in bad spots. And uh, really, it points to Harold Blood at quarterback and it points to the offensive coordinator. Right. Offensively, uh, I can see that Harold Blood has a hard time uh, throwing the ball against man coverage. Does a little bit better against uh, cover two and reading that zone. But other than that, he has a very hard time throwing against the defense. So I need Harold Blood to also improve in passing his percentage. And really, when he sees pressure, he cannot drop his eyes from downfield to in front of him. I think that's one of his biggest issues and really a problem with him and trying to find rushing lanes and, and take off and get out of the pocket. A lot of times when things begin to break down, he has a hard time maneuvering the pocket. He brings his eyes down and starts to look at the rush and look at his pass rush rather than continuous progressions and find the next open guy. So I think Southern has some like some developmental issues that I don't think gets fixed in one week. And I think Alabama A&M has found their identity. They're going to be a hard-running team. They play good defense. Their DBs play very well. Terrell Gardner is going to be a big play guy for them. So give me Alabama A&M. Southern's favored by one point, but give me the Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And the biggest thing I really want to see is that Alabama A&M running game against that Southern front seven. Um, we know what Eagle can do, but last game, the uh, Morrow kid, came out had his coming out party so that two-headed monster that alabama yeah. a&m now has a running back what can they do you know to kind of keep help langford out and give him some balance to that offense against that southern defense um if they can get that running game going and, and kind of take some pressure off Langford, man i think they're gonna put up some points on southern something else i want to point out um uh, langford was um I forget, what was it, like 16 or 19, 15 or 18, something like that against Lane. Um, dude, that is that kind of – it was like uh, that two touchdowns or maybe three um, and like 180-some yards. I, it, it, I mean, it, it looks dink and dunk, but when you're that consistent, it's hard to, you know – Stop you because you gotta say, hey, you can throw it, you can run it, and and I know you said you know saying Eaglin and uh, Morrow, but the third back came in. Um, I ain't gonna even try to pronounce his last name, uh, but he came in and was making moves too. So it's gonna be very interesting. Let's see who else we got. Um, this next game we got. Is a uh, is a good one too. We got the battle for the real HU. Or is it HU versus HI? I don't know. Maybe I'm <laughs> but we got Hampton versus Howard, man. Yeah, I don't know how this game gonna go, bro. I think Howard should win it, mm-hmm. but I don't know, man. I saw what Hampton did to Gremlin, and I ain't, I ain't taking them lightly. 
Yeah, I, you can't take them lightly, but then you look at how they came out and played against Norfolk State, and it's like that's true. That's very true. Who, who is going to show up? And I told you why. Why couldn't that? Why couldn't that Hampton team play the week? You know, the week prior. Right. That's my biggest question. But I mean, that ain't the same team that Grambling played. So if that the team that Grambling played shows up for Howard, they could give them a game. But I think Howard should win this one. Yeah, give me Howard to uh, Howard's favorite by ten and a half to win this one. But uh, Howard's defense is so much better than Grandma's defense. That's that's a major difference. That's, we that's got guys true. like that's true. Got guys like uh, Broken Bear up front, Kenny Gallup on the back end. They, they really loaded all in between there. So I, I'm expecting Howard to come out and really be riding a high after like beating Morehouse by ninety points, right? And come out against another rival and really uh, get back to. Do- Doing what you've been doing. We saw guys like Casey Hawthorne absolutely control the game. I think it's important to get your impact players going early in the season, get them in the rhythm. So when you go against these bigger teams and better teams like Hampton, you got some guys, some go-to guys that you're already proven this season. So uh, give me Howard. I think Howard might blow this one open. One thing about Chris Zealous is that he's been a decent quarterback, but he turns the ball over. And you can't yeah. turn the ball mm-hmm. over that often against this Howard defense or the Howard offense is going to make you pay. Yeah. That's true. Um, it's funny to say, you know, when you say Howard's defense is better than Grambling, I did not think we'll be saying that at the beginning of this year. Um, but that's where we are. Uh, Grambling played LSU last week, and there's a lot for them to um, hang their hats on uh, to to take away from this. Uh, but the defense was not one of them. The defense allowed a, a, a lot of points on every drive except for uh, the final drive, basically, um, with uh, the the third string in. Not just um, points. They allowed a touchdown. Oh, yeah, touchdown every drive. <laughs> uh, this week they got yeah. Florida Memorial. They got Florida, mm. Florida Memorial. Um, this should be a game where they can at least kind of uh, fine-tune some Me things and themselves and get tough. back on the – Say that again. Said me and Kelly was just talking about this. I I think uh they might do to Florida Memorial what LSU did to them. Yeah. I don't I think mean, why not? I wasn't gonna say that out loud. Look, man, we look at uh Grandma's front seven, yeah. you got the six eight Javon Carter at nose tackle, you got six six Sundiata Anderson at DN, and you're gonna look at that Florida Memorial offensive line, they're gonna be five ten and six foot. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a sight to see, yeah. but I think Grambling goes ahead and they have dropped ninety points on them, man. I, I go ahead, I'll say that because I think uh, this Grambling team right here needs to really get in the rhythm, right? Offensively, they're in rhythm, but defensively, they're gonna be hungry, right? This is one of them games. It's a stat filler game. You go out there, you mm-hmm. go. We're better than Florida Memorial. We're gonna show them. So I think in order for this uh, Grambling team to to get right with the SWAC West and continue their upward trend. That, that that goes with putting 70 points on Florida Memorial. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, man. And I, it's one of them games where you like to see a pick six. You like to see a scoop and score. You know what I'm saying? Right. See that defense force some turnovers. Start start playing with some confidence. Get that swagger back to them. Start seeing that pass rush come alive. This yeah. this is one of them get-right games for, for the defense. And for the offense, this is another one. And like you say, Stat padding games. Miles Crowley run his numbers up. Get the running backs. Everybody getting yeah. 60, 70 yards rushing, 100 yards rushing. This, this, that type of game. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not always a fan of putting NAIA games on a schedule, but if it's on there, it's on there, you know, and as, as a football player or as a coach, it's like we play who's on our schedule, yeah. right? And yeah. if Florida Memorial is after LSU, it is what it is, but we got to take out our frustrations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? That's, that's right. Y'all going to get it. <laughs> and you're going to prepare for them just like you would prepare for anybody else on your schedule, and you're going to run right. the same stuff you would if anybody else on the schedule. Somebody, somebody got to get beat, man. That's just how the game goes. Right. Good a good a good tune up game before a swag play for sure. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And they could use it for that defense for sure. Yeah. Uh yeah. I don't know what's up with your boy Cameron, but uh Yeah, I'm trying to fix it, man. I um and got messed up over him, but we're gonna get it. Uh next game though, um North Carolina A and T versus Eli. Oh yeah. Versus their rival. <laughs> Hey, y'all, y'all, said, y'all said that last episode. I said, is that for real? And I said, who is that? Hey, that's what somebody <laughs> told me, man. I'm just saying. That's what I heard in HBC United space. I'm just saying. That's why I heard about the Towson uh, Morgan thing, too. I was like, I didn't even know these matchups exist. <laughs> this, this is an interesting one. They got Elon favored by 15 points in this game. And, uh, man. I mean, I, I, they should be. A&T ain't got no offense, man. 15, that might be low. Listen, I respect everything that uh, Coach, you know what I'm saying, Coach Brown is doing, is at least trying to do. Uh, But this offense has been terrible. Charles Barkley, boys. Um, I was not expecting them to score 16. Last week, so they are at least doing better in that aspect. Um, this game, Elon, I, I don't even know what Elon looked like, I don't know where it's at. Uh, I just know he messing up Twitter. Um, this game is really just, I don't know, I, I, I missed the you know, y'all remember when you know, saying Kanye, I missed the old, I missed the old AT. The score the ball at that's what I'm talking about. That's just they've been killing me, man. Man, that's they that, get your that quarterback. Right? It, it's like uh Jackson State, man. It all starts with that quarterback position, man. You know what I mean? Like you bringing all these new guys in, all these new transfer guys in on offense, and they're only gonna be as good as the cohesion and the chemistry of the offense can be, and that starts with the quarterback position. I don't think AT's figured out their quarterback situation yet. And if they have, they need to go back to the drawing board and bring back some competition because 18 passing yards or whatever it was in game one, the offense looked anemic last week. You just can't keep having them type of performances, especially if you think you're going to compete in the CAA. Hey, I'm going to have to drop and come back for some reason because it's it's killing me. Uh, But I'll go ahead and set y'all up with the next one. Um, We got – McNeese at Alcorn. Yeah, I don't know what Alcorn I, 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 is. Man. I just laid a third on y'all. Apologize. That's, yeah, that's, I don't this know is what Alcorn is. <laughs> I don't know what Alcorn is, bro. Um, I mean, I figured Jarvin Howard would, would would be you know featured more in that offense by now. I thought Tyler Macon would would show me more. 
Um, all we heard all off season was about elite eleven quarterback coming in. We're going. You're going to see the ball being thrown downfield. You're going to and like you mentioned before the show, we've seen flashes of his his legs. We've seen flashes of him being a playmaker, but we haven't really seen flashes of the arm talent. We haven't seen him throw the ball downfield much. We've seen a lot of short intermediate stuff. But I'm looking for him to take that next step in the passing game and start showcasing that arm talent that we've seen in the Elite 11 workouts and some of the other things. Um, I I don't really know what to take from McNeese. I mean, they lost the first week against Tarleton State, and then they got blew out by Florida. Um... I don't really know what they are at this point in the season, but I can say the same thing for Alcorn right now. I don't know what Alcorn is right now either. So I have no idea who's going to win that game. It's on the reservation. So I'll say that uh, Alcorn probably the favorite, I'm assuming. I mean, in my mind. uh, So give me Alcorn. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's pretty much even. They got one point in favor of McNeese right now. But uh, well, like, like you're saying with this all-court team, I think the difference between this all-court team, I think this all-court team is much more talented than McNeese. But I think when you uh, talk about how have they been executing or even schematically, offensively, what they look like, they have been playing up to it. And a couple things like kind of have me worried, and it's not necessarily Tyler Macon's play because I kind of want to see him out there more, right? And I want to see I want to see more uh, attempts. I want to see him out there playing more. And, and part of that is he had an ankle injury the, the past game, right? And he wasn't able to finish the game. Yeah. So I'm thinking that maybe because this is a non-conference game, maybe he sits, right? We saw Aaron Allen for the second half of last game against Stephen F. Austin. So I think uh, the offense is dramatically different with Aaron Allen at quarterback and with Tyler Macon at quarterback. And, and the difference is that the quarterback can keep the ball and actually run and shows a threat on the ground and that's Tyler Macon. Aaron Allen yeah. doesn't necessarily do that. When he pulls on RPOs, he pulls to pass rather than to run. That makes a, a schematic just a different offense, right? So it's gonna be a little bit different this game. I think maybe Aaron Allen goes out there and starts for Alcorn. But when when it comes to, to playing like McNeese and things like that, you gotta be a little consistent on offense. And and the the problem I've seen with Alcorn's offense is not only that they haven't, you know, been able to get Tyler Macon going. But they've been very predictable, right? I think everybody, like everybody in the stands, know the, knows that the ball is going to Jarvin Howard. Almost every player, every other play, and because of that, we see a defense that's literally not even playing the pass. Like they're in zone, and everybody's looking at Jarvin. How can Alcorn change that? Right? Is that Tyler making keeping the ball? Is that Aaron Allen keeping the ball on these RPOs? Maybe, right? But until that changes. Alcorn's going to have a lot of issues offensively because everybody knows where the ball's going. Yep. Hard yeah. to get them going whenever you got nine in the box. Right. Yeah. I think this, uh, you said about earlier about UAPB. Um, I think we can kind of say the same about Alcorn is trying to find that identity. They came in uh, knowing they've got a monster at running back, but then you've also got a quarterback that's capable of uh, being dynamic, you know, saying with his arm and his feet. And they're stuck in, I think, in trying to find a happy medium, uh, find a way for to get Jarvion going and get also get Tyler Maker going. But it's in the, in the meantime, it's just, it looks like confusion. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a point. This would be a good win, though. 
this will be a good SWAC non-conference win. I, I talked about on my show that the SWAC non-conference last week was pretty bad. They're like two and seven. Like this would be yeah. a good win, a win against McNeese. Yeah. Yep. Um let's look at other notable games, man. Uh what's some other games that y'all may have on your docket that we didn't mention? Uh well, I got this uh big game, uh Tennessee State and Gardner Webb. It's gonna be a very big game. Gonna mm. have some playoff implications. Gardner Webb looks pretty good. Uh Tennessee State, they want to keep their playoff hosts alive. You gotta win this game here, or at least uh try to win your conference. It's gonna be a big game for you. So I think this is it. We've kind of seen the end of Draylon Ellis at quarterback for Tennessee State. I think Davian Bryant, this is like his area at quarterback now. Draylon played sparingly in the past game. So I kind of think the door is shutting on him. Uh, but with Davian Bryant, I mean, I think we, we can see a very good Tennessee State team. He knows how to run the offense. He's a fifth-year senior. He's been there all these Eddie George years. He was there with Hugh Jackson, if I'm not mistaken. So, hey, I mean, I think the sky's the limit. But it's going to be a great game nonetheless. And you got any? Uh, yeah, FAMU and West Florida. Thank um, you for saying yeah. FAMU, West Florida, yeah. And hey, that West Florida offense, um, we know what they can do. Put up point. I know they got that uh, that quarterback from who you know the quarterback for with the whole viral video and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. He's not the but, starter uh, though. Oh, he's not. Marcus Stokes. No. Yeah. Pee Wee Jackson. Okay. Uh, no, I was I was told it was another they got a JUCO guy that's the starter. Yeah, okay. Pee Wee Jarrett. Pee Wee Jarrett's the guy, but he, he's he's good. He's nice. Big size yeah. guy, six three, uh black dude where's number seven. I mean, he could go. Yeah, I heard I heard I know they put up points with that offense. Their offense is high powered. So I just not one to sleep on if you fam you. That should be a good one. Yeah. That should definitely be one. Um, Miami is beating the brakes off of Bethune right now. Um, that is it's ugly. Um, what is it? Thirty-four seven. Last time I looked at it, it's a forty-eight-seven now, with twenty-three okay. seconds left in the game. Um, I originally probably would have put Texas Southern Rice on here, um, but I don't know if that's going to even be. Slightly competitive at this point. No, I don't think so. I don't think Andrew Body plays. Yeah, that's why I was. That's what, and that's why I say I don't think it's come. I think it's, and, and no disrespect to the um, to the backup, but yeah, I don't know. And, and, yeah, it ain't the same. It's not the same. Yeah. Andrew Body is only one Andrew Body, right? And they've been building this offense around him for the past three years. Without him, it's a different offense. Very different offense. Yeah. Um, do we even dare mention um, Prairie View, SMU? SMU? Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it, so there's it's uh, Prairie View, SMU, Norfolk State, Temple, Dell State, Richmond. Those are the only other three games that I was looking at that I was like maybe, but nah, no. Nah. I'll sit. I'll sit. Yeah. Um. Actually, while we talk, I do want to put up while we're here. Hold on, give me one second. Let me get this. Get this. Since I, I, I already lost camera tonight. Uh oh. Or did I? Hold on. Hold on. We might be on to something, fellas. We might be on to something. Speaking of getting the brakes beat off them. Of, 
Minnesota Vikings. Just uh, it's like they just gave. Yeah, I need that not to stand. Yeah, good job. <laughs> oh, what's your what you got? What else we say? What's your over? Forty eight and a half. Or is it forty seven and a half? That's a wrap for that. That's uh, sorry, bro. Hey man, I'm still holding that hope. Yeah. Um well, hold on. Let me let me try to get this other uh I, I want to get up the uh my bad. I was trying to see if I can get my camera back, and now I'm trying to see if I can get the uh other oh, stuff the defense. player of the week. Yeah, I'm just all kind of told you fourth quarter, coach. Fourth quarter is gonna get me. <laughs> Oh man, they went through a lot of games. It's pretty good. There's also a, a, a couple of division two games this weekend, too. Here we go. Yeah, nice. Okay, well, uh, what you got division two wise? Look at those guys. This is good. Oh, division two teams. Uh, I was talking about uh, Lincoln at Fayetteville State, it's gonna be a real good game. Isaiah Freeman, a uh, quarterback okay. at Lincoln, is pretty good. Uh, one of the top uh, Division two quarterbacks. And then he has a receiver, Malachi Langley, who's actually leading Division two in receiving yards right now. Last week he caught seven catches for 197 yards, three touchdowns. So that's going up against Fayetteville State. I just won the CIAA last year, so it's going to be a great game this weekend. All right. Yeah, that sounds like right. a good one. Yeah. Uh, remind me, since you said that, remind me at the end of the show to ask you about uh, – CIAA. I actually got a question. Uh, actually, nope, nope, because this is, is I know the answer to that. Uh, S, here are your SIAC week two players of the week. On uh, offense, you had uh, Aeneas Dennis with Benedict. On defense, you had Malik Moore at Tuskegee. Special teams player of the week is Lorkin Ryans from Tuskegee. And then the newcomer was Mr. Aeneas Dennis, um, quarterback. At Benedict, so Benedict found him another quarterback because everybody that was the big, you know, saying, uh, I don't care what happened, they lost, uh, they lost Phoenix, mm -hmm. so it looks like they're doing well. It's a quality uh, pickup, yeah. I, I must say, I did a, a watch party with Benedict and uh, Edward Waters this past weekend. I watched uh, okay. Benedict like thoroughly dominate, yeah, Waters, and I thought it was pretty good, right? They even blanked him 34 to zero, so yeah. it was. Benedict is literally outscored their opponents 86 to zero. Come on. Yeah. yeah they like that. Uh, for the MEAC, the MEAC schedule as far as, you know, television and all, you got Norfolk State at Temple on ESPN Plus, uh, Dale State at Richmond on Flow Football, How Hampton Howard would be on ESPN Plus. Uh, I'm happy about that. I think they recently added that because that wasn't originally on the TV schedule. Uh, oh, Central wow. at yeah, Central at uh, UCLA will be on the Pac-12 network while they still have it. Um, and Towson will be at Morgan State on ESPN+. Plus. Let's look at the SWAC. SWAC, of course, tonight you've got uh, Benedict and – I'm sorry, Benedict. Bethune-Cookman and Miami uh, playing on the ACC network. That game is over now. Um, look, time-wise, here we go. Uh Florida Memorial at Grambling will be on ESPN Plus. Miles at Pine Bluff will be uh, 
at least not televised. Uh, but that's at 4 p.m. At uh, 5, West Florida at Florida A&M on HBCU Go. Um, at 6, Mississippi Valley State at Dell State at 6 as well. You've got uh, Texas Southern at Rice on ESPN+. Plus. Um, also at 6, you've got A&M at Southern on ESPN+. Plus. Also at 6, you got Prairie View at SMU on ESPN+. Plus. Um, you got the McNeese at Alcorn. Game is not televised or currently not scheduled to be televised. And then at 7.30, Jackson State at Texas State on ESPN+. Plus. Dang, that's a nightcap, Jackson State, Texas State? Yeah, that's a good nightcap. Yeah. yeah. Oh wait. Yeah. One of <laughs> one of good one. um get back to my notes so we can see here. Um as we get ready to wrap up, man. What else y'all got, man? Any any other games or, or anything else you're looking forward to this weekend? Or or what's the biggest matchup you're looking forward to this weekend? I guess that's a Hmm. I really want to see that central UCLA game to see how what Davis looks like. Mm-hmm. But to me, I'd probably say the conference game between uh Southern and AM. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, give me that. Give me the AM and Southern game. I think that'll tell us a lot about both these teams. It's gonna be the first conference game for these teams, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um even though Southern I, played two other conference opponents already. Right. <laughs> wow. And they finessing. Now they finessing either. Banks know what he's doing out there. Oh yeah, for sure. Um I'm a, I'm just to be different, I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna see the, I wanna see the battle of the real HU. Um the Hampton Howard game. I wanna see if if week one Hampton show up, this will be a really good game. Yeah, this will be, and I think it's going to be a good game anyway because of the rivalry. But if the, if Week One Hampton show up, this game is going to be crazy, <laughs> for lack of better words. Yeah, now I, I will say this week, uh, even the the different FBS matchups that mm-hmm. we're seeing with these HBCUs. Uh, for one thing, I will be keeping an eye out on them. Well, because I'll be at the Central and UCLA game, right? So I still want to know what Davis is doing, like you're saying. And then also yeah. the Jackson State and Texas State. I want to see how close Jackson State can stay up with Texas State. Can they stay up? Yeah. Can they run with them? It's going to show me a lot, right? I'm expecting a, a high score in a game. But at the same time, if Jackson State starts to keep up with them, I'm going to be excited about Jackson State. So some yeah. of these bigger matchups do are going to – you know, I'm, I'll be watching one game, but I'll be flipping back and forth to the next game just because right. – the implications if that HBC can stay with one of these top tier teams. All right. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm definitely going to be, you know, saying for, because uh, I don't think I'll be going anywhere. Um, so I'll definitely be for screening it up, seeing what games I can get on, you know what I'm saying, watching. Uh, yeah. It's going to be, man, it's definitely, definitely interesting. What's good, Craig? Six Southern in the building. Texas Southern building. Um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm definitely like I said, looking forward to just getting these games up, seeing how they go. That 
I'm I just out of pure curiosity. I want to see this. I, I want to watch that Townsend Morgan State game. I want to see how Morgan State responds. So initially, I picked them to be Akron. I felt like they would be, you know, should have uh, been Akron. Yeah, I felt like they was gonna come in Akron, motivated, and be Akron, and then kind of let their foot off the gas against Towson. Now I think that Towson's gonna get the business big time. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Big time. Uh, and you got anything else before we get up out of here? No, nah, that's it for me, big dog. All I'm right. just trying to watch this under hit. All right, bro. Well, <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's going to happen at this point. <laughs> right, we got 10 minutes, dog. It's going to be the longest 10 minutes. Hey, you Help. ain't lying. <laughs> it's going to be the longest 10 minutes. You ain't lying. The rest of it done hit. Yeah. All right, man. Well, Flicks, man, tell the people where they can find you, man. Yep. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, at Kelly Flicks. Y'all can get up with me. And on YouTube, Lace Up Podcast Network, home of all my videos. So HBC Flicks comes on every Monday. Do watch parties on Thursdays and Saturdays, man. And come kick it with us, man. Talk some HBC football. All right, for man. Sure. Appreciate you as always, man. Oh, man. Uh, Thanks for having me on, guys. Man, look forward Anytime. to chopping up with you again. Um, but let me go ahead and get up out of here so I can figure out what the heck going yeah, on. I need to go watch this under. Yeah, anyway, we'll stress out these last 10 minutes. You're going to be stressing. You ain't lying. <laughs> going to be stressing. But all right, man, we'll be back on Monday to recap these games, give our top 10, and uh, talk about players of the week for every conference itself, the SIAC. SIAC don't put out their players of the week until Thursday. <laughs> They had to announce yes, the bowl game, bro. They had to announce the bowl I, game first, and then you put out players of the week. You know, it's a lot going on. Man. <laughs> all right, man. Like that, we are out. <laughs> we'll see y'all Monday. This show was presented by BetOnline.ag. Bring me my money. Oh man, why didn't Lord? You know. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.